There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Paisley Gilmore. And I'm Laura Capon. And this week we're joined by Alex Light, journalist, body confidence and anti-diet advocate. Is this, is this one of your mates, Elsie? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, yes. Elsie's got a mate. <laughs> I love Alex. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will know her from Instagram. Um, and I just think she is just... Especially over lockdown, she has been a beacon of hope and light. Oh, nice. Cool. And then, bit before she got, don't tell her I said that. No, she no, think, She thinks I'm creepy enough. Yeah, no, be cool when she <laughs> joins us, if you can. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you something before we get Alex on. Yeah. There's something that I keep seeing going around, and I saw it where I see everything. Basically where I learn, not books, but TikTok. Okay. Um, <laughs> And someone was talking about how Gigi um, Hadid and Zayn mm. are twin flames. Right. And they were just saying they're twin flames and that basically you can't recreate that. And I was like, what the hell is a twin flame? So had you, you hadn't heard of it before that? No, never. And it just sounded, I was like, is this just cool? But now I keep hearing it. It's like, you know, you hear it once and you're like, oh. And again. Yeah, and then you hear it popping up everywhere. It's like the number 44. Um, <laughs> I you see it everywhere, don't, don't you? Mm, I don't know, don't do you? you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> it's always on the tube. Um, really good question, actually, because I recently only learned about it because um, back at the start of lockdown, when we could still go on outdoor dates, I met this girl and she mentioned it and she was like, oh, there's a thing called Twin Flames. And I was like, what? And got her to tell me everything about it. So is it a new thing? No, no, it's really old. But for, I think people just are talking about it more recently because um, Megan Fox also mentioned it publicly. So I think it's like, oh, you know, people love to buy into bullshit. Who's her new boyfriend? Um, what's his name? Machine. Is it Machine Gun Kelly? I don't know who that is, but apparently he's her twin flame. Okay. So, okay, so well, I wanted to say, I'm actually going to draw this information because I found out what it was. I commissioned um, Marianne, who joined us on one of our other podcasts about autism, to write a piece oh, about it. Yeah. So she she's done a deep dive and I'm actually just going to quote her from her piece because she did a really good job. Um, so it's not a soulmate soulmate I guess is the concept of you share the same energy whereas a twin flame is literally the other half of your soul Mm. so this the the history of it is like apparently a soul can split into two after ascending to a high frequency and then it landed in two separate bodies 
And that's what your twin flame is. Do you know what? I can just hear James, our producer, in my head. <laughs> so, what do you think he'd be saying? Uh, gibberish. That, no, I can't think of the word he always uses it, but he... Bobbins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Gibberish was close. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so your soul splits into two. I don't. Also, yeah. I know that some people do really believe this, so I don't want to appear... Um, offensive no well they they're more than welcome to believe it but so in the piece um marianne spoke to a couple of different experts and so annabelle knight who's a sex and relationship expert at love honey she says she thinks that they are real but that you can find them in platonic relationships whereas um marianne also interviewed another sex and relationship expert called lucy rowett who says that we should be really wary of it and it's actually quite a controversial concept um so would your twin flame i like the idea that it could be platonic mm -hmm. it's the idea that they're really similar to you because you're the same soul yeah so um apparently the some of the signs that you found your twin flame include you ready increased synchronicity in your life for example like seeing the numbers 11 11 what did i say about 44 um intense sex Mm. (laughs) (laughs) okay it's all right carry on and a a deep knowing so it's like that's so vague a deep knowing i know but the the reason that people say it's controversial is because it it's like saying this other person completes you do you know what i mean like they are your other half yeah you are not a a person without them it's like the one thing isn't it Mm -hmm. to me but more extreme like the one on crack (laughs) (laughs) Twin Flames is the one on crack. Got it. Um, Well, so Lucy Rowe, I really liked this uh, quote. She said, um, people who uh, believe in Twin Flames, you need to be careful because, she said, you are putting an unhealthy and unrealistic expectation on your partner with an assumption that they will fill every emotional need because they're the other half of your soul. So fine to believe it, but just don't expect them to literally complete your life. I think think that's healthy. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think I'm... I don't think I've got a twin flame from that. Do you think you've got... I mean, I'm not having intense sex with anybody. (laughs) How about you? (laughs) I'm having intense sex, but I don't believe in twin flames. Without your twin flame. God. Imagine if you had twin flames watching. They'd be cheering you on, though. Yeah, they would. But you get in there, girl. Um, I think it's a nice (laughs) idea, but when you drill down into it, it's a little bit like... Yeah. I love the the name. It's a cool name and it's a cool concept. But I, it's not for you. No, I I just think it's just like the one, and I just think really one person. Yeah, I mean it's unrealistic. Is that did that did you when you did the piece or mm. Marianne? Are there any tips on finding your Ooh, twin flame? I can't remember. You'll all have to head to the Cosmo website. Oh, I think here if you we just go. Google. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> if you just go to um, cosmopolitan.com or slash UK. Or Google Cosmopolitan UK Twin Flames. You'll find a wonderful explainer on it. And I don't know, I think it's really interesting. I'm going to ask um, Alex if Dave, her fiancé, is her twin flame. Oh, if he isn't, the relationship's got to end. <laughs> I'll tell her that. That'll be awkward, yeah. We're joined today by Alex Light, a journalist whose mission is to make women feel good about their bodies. As well as hosting her own podcast, The Light Show, Alex uses her Instagram to talk about everything from eating disorder recovery to how weight and body image is portrayed in the media. Just as a warning, the following conversation includes discussions around eating disorders. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Hi, I'm so excited to join you. Absolutely delighted. And it's nice that we get to chat as well. I haven't seen you for so long. For once, I get to have one of my friends on here. I'm so jealous. I now know how you feel every week when I'm like, and here's a dominatrix I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jealous of you guys. (laughs) Um, So to kind of talk a bit about you, Alex, can you describe your relationship with your body confidence in conjunction with your dating history yeah definitely so when it oh god when it comes to like body confidence and my eating issues and I'm often asked like this you know the story and like how I got to where I am and stuff and I always find it really hard to piece things together looking back I guess because when you go through an eating disorder and 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 things like that it's really it kind of feels like a whirlwind but actually mm. dating wise it's pretty straightforward because I was in a relationship for 10 years um and it was kind of during those 10 years that um I was in the the thick of of my eating disorders and facing quite a big battle in that sense um and I was actually on my way to recovery. At least, I, you know, I, I was receiving professional help for the second time and it seemed to be having more of an impact than the first time. And I was kind of making good progress um, when we broke up, <laughs> which kind of threw a spanner in the works. Um, but mm. yeah, I, I guess kind of my the entirety of my first relationship was was dominated by these eating disorders which I feel might have left me a little bit vacant in that relationship um which is obviously a shame but yeah but things ended up getting better but basically yeah when I broke up with um Benny who was my first boyfriend after 10 years it kind of put me back a bit in terms of like body confidence and eating wow 10 years as well is such like a long time. Were you in your twenties then? Yeah. I was mm. twenty nine, twenty nine, nearly oh, thirty. Wow. Yeah. Saturn yeah. return. Have you heard of this? No, <laughs> Have you heard of it, Elsie? No. Oh, it's a big astrological moment in your life where Saturn returns to the position it was where you were born, and that's usually around twenty nine, thirty. And it people say it uh, um, can time with like a big thing happening in your life. So whenever oh. something happens at twenty nine, I'm like, it was just Saturn return. I um, love things. Really? Alex, Alex hates. Oh, Alex, I'm so sorry. <laughs> me I trying to get in with me, Laura. Oh. No, wait, because there's something that we've added in. Don't be scared, but it's a question about twin flames, and I just realised you're going to hate She's that as well. Hate. Oh my god, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm I was trying not, to be um, cool. No, 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 no. I appreciate it. Um, you know I I probably I need to learn a bit more about this stuff but I don't actually know I don't even know what star sign Dave is I couldn't even tell you my current boyfriend don't even know I barely know what mine is Um, I thought it was really interesting what you said about your eating disorder though because I guess it isn't like linear as well that's one thing I've really learned from following you how you say it's like I guess people think oh you have an eating disorder and then you recover and then it's gone and it's not like there's like obviously would you call it not rebounding, but relapsing. Would you say relapsing? Yeah, relapsing. Yeah. So after you went through that kind of breakup, how did that impact your body confidence and eating disorder? Oh my God, massively, like hugely, because my eating problems and my body confidence has always been really like uh, tied up with my mental health and my mental like stability, which is something that I actually only kind of realized recently. But when I'm not feeling good or my anxiety is super high or I'm just not feeling kind of very stable and grounded I guess 
um, one of my coping mechanisms, which is like ironically like the worst way to cope. So it doesn't make any sense at all. But one of my coping mechanisms <laughs> is to like channel that into my body and my eating. So I start to obsess with weight and food and what I eat and how I eat. So basically while you know I was making the progress and then we broke up and it just it completely set me back and I was felt like I was so consumed with the breakup and what was happening and feeling like my life had just turned upside down out of nowhere and because this wasn't a sort of planned or you know it it wasn't a breakup that I knew was about to happen I just felt like I didn't I was so consumed with that and trying to sort of piece my life back together or that's how it felt that I didn't have the energy to a recognize what was going on with the eating disorder or b stop it if that makes sense Mm. um I felt like I was just too you know single track mind with like breakup and where do I go from here and oh my god what just happened um so yeah I really let things slip in terms of my progress and were you kind of, did you get back into dating straight away? Because I know like I'm awful. I date the second I've broken up with someone to distract myself. <laughs> were you like no, that? Were you like, no, I'm going to give it a rest or? No, I was, I was the same, honestly. Right. So, and this is like how I see it now is that, so when, when we broke up, when Benny and I broke up and, um, Laura knows this, but it was because he was gay. So he came out to me and we broke up mm-hmm. Because he's gay. But then I was like, I, the only boyfriend I've ever had, like I've been with, you know, a man who was gay for 10 years. Like I've never, ever dated a straight man. And my mm. mind started to like go to weird places where I, where I was like, and this sounds crazy now, I know, but this is kind of a mix of like my anxiety and just things going on. But I kind of thought that like maybe I wasn't like interested in straight men because I'd never been really attracted to anyone while we'd been together. So I was like, oh God, like I need to start dating and like know that there's life after this and that I'm mm-hmm. going to everything's going to be okay and I'm going to be attracted to people you know that Benny wasn't the the my be all and end all kind of thing which is I guess until that point how I'd always felt um so I threw myself into dating again I was like I just have to do this and I'm going on Bumble straight away and I'm just going to try and date um and I met Dave really quickly (laughs) I think I need to be more like you two because I will I will mourn someone for years (laughs) (laughs) will you will you I will. I like, and in my head, it's so romantic. And no, it's just weird. Do you know what I mean? So, so you feel like you can't sort of get back on the horse. Yeah, because I'm always like, oh, what if they like turn up at my house? No one's turned up. Yeah, <laughs> not it, yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't basically because that that's what I'll cling up, <laughs> cling on to. I just, I think I just heard a knock. <laughs> <laughs> It's him. <laughs> Any minute now. Um, so when you met Dave, um, who you're with now, how did that kind of change? Because were you still in the thick of your eating disorder when you met him? Basically, I when I split up with Benny, then I kind of began the descent back into like full-blown eating disorder. And I was, I'd started restricting again and also purging. So I be- became a, a bulimic again. And I you know, I lost weight quite quickly. And, and I, I want to caveat with this with like, the weight loss gave me a sense of confidence, but it was the the wrong sense of confidence. It was a false mm. sense of confidence, because I didn't have any real confidence. But it was like what I call eating disorder confidence. And anyone who's had an eating disorder will know like the higher you get from losing weight buoys you um, in every sense. But it was yeah, it was the wrong kind of confidence. I guess like a bit of a facade kind of thing like totally yeah mm-hmm. totally and that 
kind of feeling those kind of feelings make you like believe the eating disorder is worth it but I don't want to like trigger anyone that's listening because it's absolutely not worth it yeah so so I kind of yeah continue continue this descent into like the full-blown eating disorder and I was enjoying keeping it from everyone which is another weird thing that people with eating disorders will understand it's like this feeling that it's like your secret best friend but I was starting to regain the energy and the strength to fight back against it and that coincided with him kind of finding out and me telling him and revealing all to him which I think was like a really pivotal moment for me in terms of actual recovery it wasn't you know until a while after that moment that I did actually you know get to a point where I can be like I'm recovered but I think that was a pivotal pivotal moment for me um which was what yeah when when he found out is it is it something that you tried to kind of keep to yourself for as long as possible then is it is it like really really hard to talk about with a partner yeah and I mean at that time like this is sort of three and a half years ago um and I was still really you know I was kind of talking about it online but not really. And I wasn't fully invested in eating disorder recovery. And I was still kind of full of guilt and shame around my eating disorders at that point. And mm-hmm. I very much lived the stigma, um, you know, that eating disorders come with, you know, that it's a vanity illness, um, which I absolutely do not believe or buy into now. And, you know, as Laura knows, I actively try and break down that stigma. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was really scared and I actually, I, I genuinely thought he was going to leave me when he found out. Um, which is crazy to say now because of like because you know uh, you know I think that says more about the partner than you if they leave you for mm-hmm. for you yeah. being honest and open about a me- you know your mental illness but um the place I was at I was really convinced that he was he wasn't going to want to sort of continue with the relationship so when he found out I was terrified like really scared like I said like looking back it was probably one of the best things I ever did and it really I was surprised by his kind of emotional intelligence because yes like you know men do have body confidence issues and they do have eating disorders and that's another stigma that needs breaking down as well but the prevalence isn't it's just isn't as high as in as in women and therefore the you know the and that and that's to do with diet culture and a lot of the um the pressures that we that women face from society um so i didn't expect him to understand and i don't think he fully understands but he was really like caring and supportive and gave me time and space and also the push I needed to like you know seek help again and finally sort of help kick this thing to the curb I feel like Dave always seems like I feel like I know him I've never met him yeah I remember what we saying at the beginning just be cool (laughs) be cool Laura (laughs) um but I feel like he's really willing to learn like often he'll talk about it and I know he said I'm sure he said that he's never struggled with kind of body confidence so it's one of those things that is a bit like mental health you know some people who've never kind of have always had quite you know a-okay mental health it is kind of hard to wrap your head around a little bit because it's like well I feel fine all the time (laughs) exactly exactly yeah and I don't think I'm as like emotionally intelligent as that because I think yeah it takes a lot to like put yourself in someone's shoes when you haven't experienced it doesn't it it really Mm -hmm. does takes a lot to to empathize yeah I was quite impressed by that but then also it makes me think that we don't give boys we don't give men enough credit in general like mm. you know we think they're not going to be able to stand that so they're just going to be sort of stupid around it and just say you know idiotic things all the time but I think you know <laughs> there are there are good men out there who understand 
<laughs> Where are they? <laughs> um, asking for a friend, Elsa. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking as well, with dating and dating someone new, like, isn't so much of it built around, like, going out to eat and, like, cooking for each other and yeah. stuff? And is that a hard thing to navigate? <gasps> yes. So hard. And it was hard because bulimia is one of those illnesses where, like, things quickly spiral out of control and you tell yourself that every day you're going to stop like tomorrow I'm going to stop and I won't do it tomorrow and you set boundaries for yourself like I will only do it at home like that's how it starts at least for me when the relapse starts like I will only do it at home I would never do it out and one of my boundaries my, my limits was like I would never do it around Dave but obviously you you lose control over it and mm, I was yeah. kind of shocked at myself for like I began to do it when I was with him too because we were eating out and it's just yeah it's 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 you end up kind of losing control so that was really hard as well because like you said like dating's all about food it really mm. is it's all about food um and especially add alcohol on top of that and like you yeah. you lose your inhibitions in in eating disorder sense as well as like the other senses and you just yeah so it was it was really hard to navigate that mm. yeah it was quite difficult which I think is why I ended up telling him quite early because I think it became quite clear yeah but God, yeah, bulimia is a horrible illness. Just like it's, it's one that you feel like you have control of. Like you feel you're, you feel like the purging gives you a sense of control, but you soon realise that it's not in your hands anymore. Sorry, that got really deep. I'm so sorry. No, no. <laughs> we appreciate like super it. Intense. <laughs> um, so after telling him, was it like a huge weight off your mind? And then did you start to kind of go uh, back into recovery? It was so. It was such a weight off my mind because. Prior to that, like, even though I'd spoken about it on Instagram and I had, like, um, a fair few followers at that point, but at that time, I was still really secretive about it with the people in my life. I don't know, it's really strange. But I've always felt like this, that, like, online... even though you're speaking to lots of people, it doesn't feel as personal or as intimate. I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I've shared stuff before. Like I shared about my health anxiety and I never even had that conversation with my sister. Um, And then she watched the video and was like, I can't believe you never told me. And then you feel like, oh, that's yeah, why didn't I? Why? (laughs) But I think it's, yeah, maybe because it's, you don't get to see everyone's I don't know what it is, but I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 And I guess you you know that people out there are going to feel the same. Whereas, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's really, it's, it's so strange, but I, I was exactly the same. And I just, yeah, I told people online, but like I hadn't told any of my friends. I'd never had an open conversation about it with any of my friends, any of my sisters, my mum knew, um, and my dad, uh, but that was kind of it. So to, actually tell someone especially someone that I've just basically you know like four months ago I'd only just met him yeah. and it was really weird then to like open up about this like deepest darkest secret but it was so like so liberating and there's a quote that I'm gonna absolutely butcher there's no point in even trying actually probably <laughs> but it was it's basically like the, you know the secret this it holds this power over you and once you let it go it releases that power is released and you you don't you no longer feel behest to this to this horrible secret and that's what it felt like it's li- you know when people say weight off my chest it's literally how it felt um and you know a problem shared is not 
you know, it's not a problem half, but it helps. It definitely mm. helps like unburden and take the pressure off. And that's why like I encourage now people to tell their partners, whoever they're with to, you know, to, to tell them what's going on with them and they can either help them, you know, get help and seek help and reach out to professionals or just to take the pressure off of keeping it all inside into yourself. And also when you're, when you've only got this going on in your own head, it's really hard to zoom out and like see the woods for the trees and things mm. become big and it's and big and scary. And when you actually tell someone. Hold up. it just feels like you can maybe gain a bit of perspective and a bit of insight as as to what to do next if that makes sense what tips do you have for people that are struggling with body confidence when dating especially because online dating is so looks dependent now god it is isn't it it really mm. is and you know what this is this is like one of the main things and I get asked this a lot like please talk about on Instagram because a lot of my followers have real struggles with this and real issues and I want to caveat this all with like I really um I don't want to sound patronizing because I don't really have experience with this because you know I only had one date before I met Dave so I can't pretend to be like fully experienced with it and I was you know suffering with an eating disorder at the time but from the conversations that I've had with um some of the girls that follow me and my my friend who's um online dating and kind of struggling with it I've learned quite a few things which are helpful but I think that I think a really good place to start which is like hands down easier said than done I know this but it, I, I think it's so important to work on some kind of self-acceptance and mm. sort, of, sort of making peace with yourself and with who you are right now and not thinking I'll start dating when I lose a stone or whatever it may be or when I change this or when I get my teeth whitened or whatever. I think it's really important to make peace with yourself and be as comfortable with yourself as you can be. Um, 
you know, go, I don't know if you guys agree with me on that, but I, f- I feel like that gives you a, a more solid base for rejection, which is ultimately going to happen because it happens, you know, it happens to people who look like whatever, you know, who, mm-hmm. wh- however you look, it happens because that's what online dating is like, right? You know, rejection happens no matter what shape, shape or size you are. And people are rejected left, right and center with online dating because it's such a shallow look centered world where people say yes or no like that like flip Mm. super flippantly you know um so I think if you can build like a solid foundation and base in yourself to you know when you make peace and accept who you really are then the rejection you know that inevitably does come for everyone um is going to be sort of easier and you're able to pick yourself back up quicker do you agree with that yeah I think that's really refreshing actually for you to say everyone gets rejected because I really yeah. str- I feel like Paisley you're better than I feel like you don't struggle with this you're just <laughs> just too cool yeah, but I I don't date men <laughs> <laughs> that's but, why I'm safe <laughs> but I really struggle with it like the, I don't really date because of this fear like I just always imagine like you know that thing of when you meet them for the first time yeah. and they just like lick you up and down and like just you know when you just see someone's face that's always in my head what I just imagine like them just looking at you being like oh and because of that I just don't do it is that the biggest thing that kind of stops you then yeah (laughs) I've never told you that have I I feel like I've told you most things um but I just have that in my head all the time um yeah but it's true you could be rejected for anything and I guess it's just the thing you're insecure about um and definitely what you said about because I feel like, especially like this year with COVID, I don't know about anyone else, but I feel like mm. um, I love that post you did, Alex, about gaining weight in COVID. Because I feel like in my head, I was like, yeah. I'm going to come out of COVID and I'm going to look like Adele. And I'm going to have this like transformation. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to come out of COVID looking yeah. exactly the same, paler and sweatier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, this is this is my plan. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I feel like I've yeah. waited my entire life for a glow up, and it's like, at yeah. what point are you just like, look? I know, I know, and it's it's, <laughs> it's so true. And everyone carries that thing of like, oh, I'll do that when I've lost this, or when I, you know, we, everyone has that thing. And actually, at what point do you kind of just say, well, am I allowed to swear on here? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, where you kind of just say, yeah, I'm sure I could, but I just want to check. Where you do say, like, fuck it, I'm just going to be who I am and accept who I am and, you know, and stop myself from feeling this constant pressure and this constant feeling like I can't get on with my life as I am right now because I'm waiting to become a version, you know, for that glow yeah. up or to become a better, in, in, in air quotes, version of myself. And just, you know, life is, like I always say that, like, life is waiting for you right now it's there and you're living it right now and it doesn't start when this happens or that happens um but I I wanted to say on that on the dating thing and that's what that's what actually someone said to me a girl I remember saying to me that online dating she likes to put pictures like as reflective of her as they are and I think that's that's actually interesting because everyone thinks oh she could put up like photos where you know just photos of my face or where I look skinnier but actually that it's only going to increase your anxiety. If you feel that there's a disparity between you and what you look like in real life and your photos, that's just going to increase your anxiety for kind of meeting face to face. And, you know, Agreed. I think, of course, like, you I, you know, like hair and makeup, why not? You do you, do whatever you want. But 
you know, I think you don't need extra anxiety ahead of meetings. So if you, you know, just do you agree with that as well? I do. I purposely put up quite bad pictures because <laughs> I just <laughs> think like there'll be a nice one. But then in between, there'll be like one of me like not looking my best because I just think balance, you know. Yeah, I do that too, by the way. Do you? Yeah, because I'm like, everyone always says to me, oh my God, you're much better in real life. And I'm like, set the bar low. And then when you meet me, you'll be surprised. (laughs) Love it, love it. (laughs) That's the plan. But it takes away the pressure on you, doesn't it? I feel like, yeah, knowing that you know that there is, you know, you you look like you're doing the photos. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. You, You said about like, kind of accepting yourself. How do you even begin that process? I know it's such a big question, but like, What's your advice? For yeah, that? it's such a big question. And it's, oh God, it, I feel like people say to me all the time online, like, how do I feel better about my body? <laughs> like, how do I get body confident, practice self-acceptance? Um, acceptance? I'm like, oh my God, I wish I like had a magic wand or mm-hmm. at least like a magic answer. I could be like, do this and you will love your body. But I just, I think, first of all, I think it would be a good idea to maybe like manage expectations as in don't, don't think that you need to get to a place where you absolutely love your body because that is not accessible and not realistic and achievable for so many people um just because of the how we you know the 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 world that we live in and how we've been brought up i think that's a really really hard thing and that can kind of set expectations too high so i think if you can imagine getting to a place where you're at peace with your body you know Mm. we hear a lot about body neutrality just accepting your body how it is you know don't have to wake up and say god i love my stomach and i love my legs you don't i mean that would be fantastic but you don't necessarily need to get there i think if you can get to a point where you see your body for what it is just like a you know a vessel to help you navigate the world um and allow you allow you to navigate the world but um I think and I recommend this a lot because social media is such a huge part of our lives it's sad but it's true um so I think if you can make your social media world the most positive uplifting Mm. space Mm. that you can and showcase all kinds of um shapes sizes bodies um you know everything across the board and just make it as diverse as you can and start to appreciate the beauty in all different kinds of of shapes and sizes because there there is beauty in all different kinds of shapes and sizes not just the you know the the typical model that we're used to seeing in the media like that's a lie and it's conditioning that's made us believe that that's the only type of beautiful that's the only standard of beautiful um and it's just not and I think the more people you see and the more people you see who look like you as well who have a body like you a shape and a size like you and if you you know you see them and especially the ones that are really confident with it on Instagram and and they're proud of their bodies like that's going to help you see the beauty in yours and then begin to become proud of yours because if you can look at someone who looks like you and say well I like their body but I don't like mine well then there you go that's the Mm. kind of proof that there's something going on in your mind rather than your actual body so I think that's really important as well and you have to this is easier said than done because our negative thoughts towards ourselves are so deeply ingrained and they happen so much without us even recognizing them or knowing that they're there but you have to challenge that mindset and every time you catch yourself sort of saying god I look disgusting or I look this or look that or that's horrible you know anything negative like that you have to catch it and 
twist it around you know it doesn't have to be like oh I went from saying that I hate my legs to like my legs are the best thing ever but change it to something really neutral you know like well wow it's amazing that these get me through every single day they carry me through every single day isn't that incredible and just I don't know god I know I sound cheesy (laughs) I know I I sound cheesy and like grateful but it this stuff helps and it helps you to reframe how you see your body and to nip that negative mindset in the bud because that's what perpetuates you know you hating your body this like constant negative chit chat that goes on that more often than not not, we don't even know it's there you know and because we're so so used to it so I think that's a really important one as well and one that I'd say it's it would be good to look at or even to just start thinking about and think like again this is cheesy but like (laughs) would you say it to your sister or your mum or someone you love would you say the same thing to them like about your body and if the answer is no then you shouldn't be saying it to yourself either that's yeah that's always the one that sticks we can be so cruel to ourselves yeah yeah so cruel imagine if we said out loud the things that we say to ourselves imagine if we said them out loud to other people it would be totally unacceptable right but (laughs) it it suddenly is acceptable when we say say it to ourselves um it doesn't make any sense so yeah I think that's a really a really good one to to get into the practice of for sure I think it's important to learn as well about diet culture and why we're in the state we're in as in why we all hate our bodies not all, but like why so many of us are dissatisfied with how we look and learn about diet culture and, you know, read. There's so many resources and incredible books to read about diet culture and consumerism and and, and why it is where it is um, and why we've all been brainwashed to believe that there's something wrong with our bodies. Because I think if we can get to the root of why, that helps us understand that it's all been a big lie and we can start to unpick from there. Do you have any kind of books that you would recommend for people? Yes. So The Beauty Myth um, by Naomi Wolf is a really good one. Yeah, love that one. Yeah, that's great. Body Posse Power by Megan Jane Crabb is a really good Mm -hmm. one. Just Eat It by uh, Laura Thomas is a fantastic book for those who are struggling with their eating as well. It's it's a book on intuitive eating, but it just kind of helps you realise how we've got so messed up with our eating Mm -hmm. and why so many of us have disordered eating. Um, Stephanie Yeboah's book, Fatally Ever After, that's fantastic as well. Um, And she's also someone really good to follow about uh, dating as a plus-size woman as well. Mm. She, She is great to follow for that as well. Uh, yeah, God, I can't remember. There's probably some more, some like amazing Sorry, ones that I'm missing. <laughs> um, but that's that's enough to be yeah. you getting on with. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> one book that I absolutely love for um, people who suffer with binge eating is I Can't Stop Eating, um, and I've forgotten her name, and that's so bad. Oh God! But just Google it, and you'll find out. But that's a really good one um, for people who, yeah, are suffering with binge eating. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> because I know obviously our podcast is about relationships and things and also I I feel like that can include like your families do you have any tips for people because obviously it's Christmas and a lot of people now share that dread of like being back with their family who might make comments about their bodies um yeah do you have any kind of um tips for that um because I know my mum is she you know when you were saying how you wouldn't talk about yourself like that I mean my mum she'll be like Philadelphia arrivita and being like yeah. oh I'm so fat today <laughs> like yeah. Jan hun you've had two cucumbers <laughs> calm down um but I feel like that is something that a lot of people you know comments from relatives and how yeah. do, you, do you have any advice for that 
yeah just tell them to fuck off (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't mean it but I also kind of do like in a really nice way but um yeah god oh and this this irritates me no end because I cannot tell you the amount of people that come into my dm saying that they're devastated because their dad said this or their sister said that or their uncle said something. And it enrages me because nobody has a right to comment on anybody else's body. Absolutely no one. And it's just, it's beyond like outrageous that people still feel like they can, but they do and it happens. So yeah, how do you deal with it? But I think, I think you have to be like brave and strong and set boundaries for yourself and understand that it's well within your right to fight back and put those boundaries in place to protect your mental health. And that's what really is the most important thing. So you can say, oh, I'm, I would rather not discuss my body or you can, you know, and that's if someone says it in the moment. But another idea is, is if you're going home for Christmas and you're concerned about it, um, you can text whoever it is and say, um, you know, I'm, I'm really on a, on a journey to, um, you know, healing my relationship with food and my body. And I would prefer for you if we didn't talk about either, um, I, you know, to avoid any triggers and yeah, I mean, it's kind of up to you how you deal with it and how soft or, or hard you want to go, but you're well within your right to stand up for yourself and say, please don't discuss my body. Please do not comment on my body. It's not good for my mental health. And also you do not have any right to comment on my body. You can see it gets me irate. But um, yeah, yeah but- <laughs> I, I, think, I agree. It's good to call it out because I also think just to kind of teach people, because I do think sometimes think it's a generational thing. And I know. Yeah my mum's then seen stuff I've said online and I can tell she's like she doesn't do that again um so I think do you know what I mean I just think it's different like obviously we're exposed to my mum doesn't have like people like Alex do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like my mum has Rosemary Connolly (laughs) (laughs) oh poor Jan (laughs) it's so true though isn't it we're not exposed they're not exposed to anything like anti-diet and they totally grew up in that world you know but they can't you know they at the same time they can't pass on their generational trauma to us you know and they need to learn for themselves and you know they they need to learn not just for our sake but for other people in their life you know who they might be having the same conversations with so I think you can be really gentle about it and really kind and considerate but make it damn clear that it's not on it's totally out of order does that go both ways in that I know like a lot, I will overhear friends say to other friends, oh my God, you look amazing. Have you lost weight? And it's like even compliments in air quotes that are actually still about someone's weight. You need to be wary of those comments as well as outright negative comments too. Yeah. Well, even that, like, oh, you, you look amazing. Have you lost weight? That's just so, <laughs> that's just perpetuating the idea that, you know, looking good is tied into yeah. being thin and, you know, how little you weigh. And yeah, it's so true. That's like, you know, when when anyone's lost weight, I'm sure they like know, but that's the first thing to say, oh my God, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we, yeah, perpetuate this idea that then is so harmful to fat women and, you know, and perpetuates that fat phobia as well. Because it's not, it's not the reality. Like your, your beauty isn't tied into, you know, tied up with how much you weigh. It's, it's a myth. 
Um, so I think it's really important. And, and also, you don't know what you're complimenting when you say, oh, you look mm-hmm. lost weight, you look amazing. You have no idea what you're complimenting. And God, I, I talk about this so much online and it gets misunderstood so much. People saying, oh, you hate when people lose weight. And it's not true because everyone has the right to do Mm-hmm. whatever yeah. they want with their body they have the right to lose weight to gain weight you do you but refrain from commenting on it when it's someone else because you have no idea what mm-hmm. they did or how they lost the weight and it doesn't you know it your your complimenting can actually end up doing damage to that other person I remember reading something in Dolly Alderton's book once where she said she was um dealing with an eating disorder and people were complimenting her saying you look amazing it gave her a reason to carry on does that make sense yeah totally she felt like oh it's it's working I'm getting validation for what I'm doing and I'm going to continue and ever since I read that I was like I I I, I used to say things like that to people I'd be like you look incredible and then now I'm like oh god yeah because I'm dealing with behind closed doors like right and when because most of the time people after they lose weight regain it so when they do Mm -hmm. regain it you know how does that make them feel Mm -hmm. you know like chopped liver well I was Mm -hmm. you know I was great when I lost weight (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm just chopped liver do you know what I mean that's very slim shady he was the last person I had to say chopped liver <laughs> um before we go I just have to so you said you didn't know what twin flames were no should I so um I, I want to know if Dave is your twin flame. Paisley, can you give your brief explanation of that? Oh, I feel embarrassed <laughs> after the Saturn return fiasco. Oh, no, no. Uh, okay. I'm like the weirdo trying to make friends with the two cool girls. Can you just do it? <laughs> so a, a twin flame, basically a twin flame is a new, it's not the new cool thing, but everyone's talking about twin flames. And basically okay. it's kind of like, we decided it's like the one, but extreme so your twin flame is the other half of your soul as allegedly a single soul can split into two after ascending to a high frequency landing in two separate bodies do you think dave is your twin flame absolutely (laughs) not no no Okay. Well, there we go then. I mean, I guess you didn't really. No, I don't really believe in the one and soulmates and stuff like that. So no, I don't think he is. No, but I like him a lot. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Alex. I've loved this. Where can people find you if they're not following you already, which they should be? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at alexlight underscore ldn, which stands for London, not licensed diet nutrition um <laughs> which came up came up recently as a slight problem um but yes ldn stands for london um and yeah and on a podcast as well the light show so yeah right. thank you so much for having thank me you. i've been really enjoyed this thank I've you so much i love this chat i know i feel like we're way over time but Oh, well. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry James. My rambling. <laughs> sorry, James. Not at all. Thank Go you, on. Alex. Thank you, guys. So, um, did you love Alex? I mean, you can't really say you didn't now I said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a leading question, I think you'll find. But no, of course I did. I think she's so articulate and, like, really generous for sharing her experiences as well. And... I've already followed her and Stephanie now on Instagram. (laughs) Yes. I just feel like with Alex, um, I don't know, I feel like being a bigger person, I get annoyed with a lot of body positivity stuff sometimes (laughs) because it can be so fake online. Like Mm. it can be. And you know that thing of like, when I sit down, I have a roll. And when I stand up, it's gone. Do you know what I mean? But Alex, like, 
she's so genuine and the stuff I feel like she really puts herself out there to help everyone else like I really think she does and she does so much research like into her posts like there was one it really went viral because she was talking about Bridget Jones and like actually how damaging (laughs) like that is and she's a huge like pop culture icon um but Alex is someone who genuinely makes me feel better about myself and just being honest in the body positivity space that's like quite rare now yeah um that's what I meant by her being generous about like taking time to like share and also educate because it's like a lot of emotional labor to have to dredge up like yeah your eating disorder Yeah. yeah and that just I don't know I think that's obviously a sign of someone really genuine it's nice and also because like for a lot of people if they've kept it private they've not heard mm. anyone they haven't got a friend you know like Alex is the first person and they want to tell all to her um mm-hmm. that's a lot to take on so yeah I just I just I just love her well oh. I've been a creep now let's end it <laughs> I'm glad it's this way around for once I like it <laughs> this brings us to the end of this episode and actually to the last episode of the 2020 of Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. We'll be taking a short break. So I hope you enjoy saying goodbye to this kind of shitty year. (laughs) (laughs) So if you um, also, if you do just get sick of your family, we've spent, some of us, not everyone, has spent a lot of time with them this year. You can listen to any one of our episodes. So if you're back in your childhood bedroom, why not listen to a blowjob expert? We're... We're where we we're where we're where we've always been. But yeah, so that's what I'll be doing. But thank you to Alex for joining us and to you all for listening. If you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas, message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitan's All the Way With was recorded by Number Eight Studios remotely and is available to download on all the usual podcast apps. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.